I think we are destined with this central computer, this biocomputer called the human brain, to challenge it all the time. It can soak up so much intellectual ability uh, that man doesn't even understand this biocomputer. Welcome to the 100 Year Lifestyle Podcast, dedicated to you and your loved ones living at 100% for 100 years and beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Plaster. Welcome everybody to the 100 Year Lifestyle Podcast with a surprise guest. What an amazing opportunity to meet with Jack Christie from Houston, Houston City Council member for a long time. Yes, yeah? Yes, sir. Hey, uh, listen, you look damn good, man. You look like you're living the 100-year lifestyle. I'm hanging in there, and I take my vitamins and exercise every day. Yeah, very good. You're well-adjusted, too, right? Yes, sir. That's I great. I get a, at least two adjustments every month. Wow. Very good. Very good. Well, uh, well, I want to talk about, because when I saw you and I met you, or certainly we share a common philosophy about how to live, quality of life, healthy, all those kinds of things. And a lot of our listeners are looking to make some changes. You are fortunate because you have been living this type of a life for a long time. What do you do now in detail, more detail about how you take care of yourself? Because you're looking great. People want to make some changes. What can they start to do based on your experience? Well, I think understanding the human body, you know that there has to be a homeostasis. There has to be a balance of sleep, eating the right food, uh, positive input into the brain, exercise, you've got to blow out the carburetor every once in a while, <laughs> and, and a positive attitude. My goodness, we are born to be healthy. We are not born to be sick. Yeah, it's so true. And, uh, you know, so many people, they look into the future, they see their aging parents and grandparents, and they don't like what they see. They're getting the advance notice that, oh my gosh, I could live that long or longer. And what's cool is if you do take care of yourself the way we're talking about you also get adjusted we talk about that keeping your nervous system healthy chiropractic adjustments and um, what can people do that want to start to make some changes because you've you know I, I didn't mention Dr. Christie I should say is a chiropractor as well and um, you've helped 20,000 plus patients you were telling me what can people do ordinary people like you and me to start to make some changes well I, I think they just have to think healthy uh, I think traditional medical industrial complex looks at you and say, uh, you're sick and we're going to find it. Instead of saying, how are the systems working and how can we make those systems work better? And it's just sometimes it's common sense on eating the right foods or getting regular exercise and uh, sleeping properly. And there, there are reasons why the body gives you symptoms. You have to find the cause of those symptoms, not what pill to cover it up with or live with it. Oh, I'm just getting older at 65. No, you don't, you don't buy that. I, I, I see people in their 90s uh, playing on softball teams and that, that's the way it's supposed to be. These, this equipment is built and engineered and architecturally designed by somebody a lot smarter than all the doctors <laughs> in the world. And, and it is built to last. And then I've been at the deathbed of somebody at 98, 99 years old, that they pleasantly, almost with a smile on their face, just the systems stop. But they don't have their chest cracked open. They don't have uh, chemicals and radiation beaming through them. Uh, they don't have unnecessary surgeries. They're not taking unnecessary pills. 
And who says that death is supposed to be unpleasant? I've been at the deathbed where there was a smile on their face when they passed on. Wow, what a perspective. And, uh, you know, it's interesting you brought up the, the medical and me taking too much medicine, things like that, which we have become a drug culture in so many ways, and we are not the healthiest country in the world in the United States. We are one of the sickest of the industrialized nations, if not the sickest industrialized nation. People don't realize that. And I also think that people don't realize that when they start taking a pill, a prescription, a non-prescription, if they're 20 or 30 or 40, if they don't solve the problem like you're talking about, these people are destined to take these pills for decades which they were never tested for. And the drug companies want them to take drugs the rest of their life. And it is not superior to the pharmacy lab that you were born with. And the pharmacy lab you're born with has no side effects and every one of those pills from aspirin up to the psychotic drugs had major side effects that they don't tell you unless they're rambling through it on a, a five-minute commercial that, that you don't even hear the word stroke, heart attack, rigor mortis. Uh, and, and people need to ask every side effect before they take a pill. If they have to take a pill, I just think the body's own pharmacy lab can take care of virtually everything when you really think about it. Yeah, I actually had a, a situation where I've just renewed a life insurance policy. And uh, the doctor that did my original examination 30 years ago, when he did my history and he said, how old are you? And I said, 56. And he said, well, what medications are you on? I said, none. And he said, what's your blood pressure? He took my blood pressure and it was 110 over 68. And he took my pulse and it was 56. And he, he said, you know what, Dr. Plasky, you're not on any medication. What about hospitalizations over the last 10 years? None. How about 20? None. And it was interesting because he dropped it. It's the same doctor that did it 30 years ago. And I was a chiropractor coming to Atlanta 30 years ago. He threw his clipboard on the desk and says, you know, Dr. Plaska, when I first met you 30 years ago, I thought you were a freaking, he didn't say freaking, he said a different word, but he said, <laughs> I thought you were a freaking lunatic. And, you know, here you are, you're, you're a decade plus beyond me living this lifestyle and, and look at you, man, you're doing great. So, you know, these people, our system's not set up that way, which, no, it's a disease care system. It's not a health care system. And it's our responsibility in the alternative fields to teach people how to take care of their bodies. And, and we've done it for 122 years, so we're getting pretty good at it. And we don't back off. They're backing off their antibiotics. They're backing off their opioid pills. They're backing off unnecessary surgeries. They're backing off these vaccines. And my goodness, we haven't backed off anything. It only adds to the health of the individual, what we profess and what we do. Yeah, it's so true. And, and being in city council at Houston at large, the entire Houston area for all the time that you have been, and we appreciate your service so much. How have you seen the drug culture harm individuals and our society at large? Well, doctor, you gotta remember, Houston, Texas has the largest medical center in the world, in the world. So when we visit, uh, the mayors and I visit the Middle East and such, they all look to the Houston, Texas, the medical center of the world. They will not make a nickel's profit by professing prevention. They profess diseases. Everybody's gonna get it. Everybody needs a hip replacement. Everybody needs a brain transplant. 
I'm telling you, they don't make money. They're not going to promote it. So if you look at, they have a disease of the month. They have a fad disease, as they uh, call it. Uh, yeah. that, seriously, I mean, they're disease mongers, and they won't promote it if there isn't a pill or a vaccine or a surgery for it. There's no money in that. And when you look at Houston's medical center, we're talking big, big bucks. Yeah. Wow. And so here, what can we, and I know from a city council level, how has it harmed the, the culture though? I mean, like for example, in where I live, it's in Marietta, Georgia, it's, they call it the opioid triangle. And because there's so many kids and people that have got on, got on opioids, and these are not drug addicts that are just becoming drug addicts. These are kids that are going in for surgery or people that are going in for surgery and they're getting opioids. They don't realize that they could not have surgery and there are great solutions for them out there through chiropractic care or other types of holistic solutions, nutrition. And, and so it's harming us drastically where I live and nationwide. What are you seeing from a city council level and what are some of the solutions that you see? Well, I think I first started mentioning addictions to painkillers six, seven years ago, and they would look at me at city council and say, next item. And I would stay on it. I would not let off that, ladies and gentlemen, you're worried about two cases of Zika or seven cases of measles and 72,000 people were killed last year by opioids. That's not just me saying it. Go to PBS uh, on the opioid crisis, go to 60 Minutes on the opioid crisis, and you will be crying seeing those, pa those parents lose their 17-year-old kid because of opioid addiction. And many, of them from pro and many of them from properly prescribed procedures. I wouldn't say properly. Well, they, were they call it properly, that's right. right prescribed procedures, and ladies and gentlemen, you're going to see the opioid settlement, the largest settlement in the history of mankind, money-wise, larger than the tobacco settlement, and in city council chambers, I said every dollar of that settlement should go to centers to get these kids and adults off of addictive drugs in this country, prescribed, recreational, whatever. Every penny should go to, to get them off addiction because otherwise we're going to lose another 72,000 this year. And we fought wars for 10 years and lost 58,000 soldiers. So they killed 72,000 people with prescriptions. Some, some states. And that's just opioids, by the way. That's exactly right. That's not overuse of antibiotics. That's not. Uh, vaccines that do have side effects. Don't let them tell you there's not side effects to that. And uh, there's one state, I think it was on the 60 Minutes uh, um, program, that had 132 opioid pills brought into the state per resident of the state. The drug companies knew this and they look for the, the, the states where, where people would take it. It's in Midwest, it's in the East Coast, and it's, it's all about profit. And you're, you're going to see some people go to jail, some doctors go to jail. I think going to, going to jail, what you said, it's different than just having a financial settlement. We're talking criminal yes. here. And, you know, I, from, and I don't mean to interrupt you because I appreciate everything you're saying, but you're firing up my passion here. We... There's so much squandered human potential 
that is here. These are people that their DNA, their, their destiny is 80, 90, 100 years and beyond, quality of life. Many of them have talents, had talents, that once you get these things into your system, man, you lose control of your brain. And, you know, we see it also, it's not just the opioids, it's statin drugs causing all kinds of dementia issues. There's a book called Lipitor Thief of Memory, It Killed My Father. We are squandering so much human potential. And what I want our audience to understand is that you have to take a stand for yourself as an individual, as a consumer, for your own health and well-being, and understand that you have the right to make choices. Elements of the 100-year lifestyle related to having a purpose, staying engaged in life as you age, using your wisdom. Talk to us a little bit about how, what does it meant to you to staying engaged in your work, staying purposeful, feeling like your life matters to keep you young and healthy? I think we are destined with this central computer, this biocomputer called the human brain, to challenge it all the time. It can soak up so much intellectual ability uh, that man doesn't even understand this biocomputer. Why not become a lifelong learner at the same time utilize the, the, the mental and physical capacities? Why should you age that quickly if you utilize all these systems? And uh, sometimes one of the biggest builders in, 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 in the world, I, I was with the other night, he's 94 years old. He's putting up a 52-story building next door to me. Uh, across the way, I'm on the 28th floor in downtown Houston, and he's tearing down another building to build a 60-story building. He's 94 years old, and he's smiling, happy, dressed impeccably, and that's the way it is supposed to be. Love and that. I, and I've been at funerals of chiropractors at 92, 93, 94 years old, and the preacher was crying because they missed the care that this doctor gave in a lifetime. And um, I, I think a good life is as long, I mean, if you get hit by a train, you're gonna be weak, weakened, but otherwise take care of this body that's built to last 100 years easy, and you can be productive instead of somebody dying from a drug overdose at 38 years old. Look how much more that this person can add to society by being healthy. I love that, so profound. And uh, so as we wind down, what are some of the things you're most proud of in your young 70 years right now at City Council and your work as a doctor of chiropractic? Give me just a few highlights that make you smile. Well, I'm proud of my three kids. They've never had a shot. They've never had, uh, they don't take pills. Uh, they missed one day in elementary school and maybe a couple of days in high school, about my same record. And, uh, but in those 20,000 patients, we've seen, and I can't tell names because of the Medical Privacy Act, but we've seen six Grammy winners, uh, uh, Tony winner, Oscar winner, one that was on the cover of Time Magazine, one that was three on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Um, I was with the, um, the, world's, the world's best gymnast the other day uh, telling a telling her to follow up with her chiropractor. Uh, I was with the World Cup champions, the Women's World Cup champions with three of them, and two of them utilized chiropractic care. We've had a gold medal winner, a silver medal winner, gold, uh, bronze medal winner, all in the practice, uh, worldwide uh, 
famous people that I, I wish I could tell you their names, but they're, they're still living and healthy, so I can't, but I just love it. And the one that impressed me though, was a man laying on the table. It wasn't daylight savings time. And in my office, there's these tall, thin windows and through the pine trees, the full moon was, was putting mean moonbeams through the pine trees and hitting this man's back. He was face down. This man had walked on the moon. And I'm just saying that the human accomplishment from the brain and the body of this individual and the 4,000 NASA employees that, you know, they believed in chiropractic. And uh, they don't believe in more pills up in space. They don't believe in unnecessary surgeries. And uh, a healthy man walked on the moon. And I was privileged to adjust this person's spine. That's beautiful. And uh, and how about all those no-name people, moms and dads and kids, oh. all 19,500 of them? <laughs> and, and they, hug you, they hug you even deeper yeah. and tell you years later, in front of the mayor of the city of Houston, this, this one player says, Doc, I just want to stop our discussion and thank you for getting me in that playoff game in, in 1987 uh, to where we won state championship because of that. But in front of the, the third largest city in America's mayor that's internationally known, uh, complimenting chiropractic, not what pills or shots he was given. And um, I, I would do it all over again. I love that. And, uh, and you're doing good stuff in the city council. Give me your highlights as city council. You were bragging about the educational system there. and Well, it, 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 uh, the mayor put me in charge of the budget. This this mayor, um, and we were $170 million in the hole. We were $17 million deficit in our health care account, and uh, he put me in charge of both of those. We ended up with a balanced budget, and now we have 20-something million dollars in our health care account because I changed it to a, a health care instead of a disease care system. But uh, the, the city of Houston is on a roll and it's just come visit it. We've had the Super Bowl there, the Final Four. We're getting the World Cup Soccer, the World Petroleum Conference. And um, I just love the city, so I, I enjoy public service. I'm not too sure about politics, but I love public service. So, uh, <laughs> but um, it's satisfying to add that to helping people with their health. Well, this has been uh, such a pleasant surprise for me and an honor for me to have this time with you. And uh, hey, listen, we are here with Jack Christie, city council member, colleague of mine, doctor of chiropractic, healthy, 70 years young. And thank you, my friend, for taking the time. Beautiful. And hey, everybody, your 100 is coming. You make the call. Adjust your lifestyle. Thank you so much for joining us on the 100 Year Lifestyle Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have topics that you want us to cover, people you want us to interview, maybe you have some stories that you want to share, stories of yourself, loved ones, people in your life, we would love to hear from you and share your story. Please email us at my100 at 100yearlifestyle.com. And remember, nobody wants to get to 100 or even 50, 60, or 70 for that matter crippled, broke, and alone. So please share the 100-Year Lifestyle, all of our podcasts, social media pages, website with your family, friends, and coworkers so they can take this journey with you. And until next time, adjust your lifestyle 
Live your best life today and every day on the road to a sensational century.